0: getting you up, and getting your sports day started. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3.
1: To have you with us this morning, Well have the Rangers and the Astros tonight on Double T 97.3. 6.30 the broadcast time, 7.10 first pitch. These these guys just played last week, but they only played two games, and that was in Arlington. So they'll play three this week, Played last night, play tonight, and play tomorrow night. Uh, high school fan zone tonight on 100.7 The Score, featuring coaches from Monterey and Lubbock High. Both teams lost, uh, heading into uh, what will be week three of the high school football season. So that'll be tonight at 7, and then uh, the Astros broadcast, picking that game up at 8 o'clock tonight on 100.7 The Score. Tomorrow night, Friendship and uh, Lubbock Cooper coaches. <clears throat> boy. boy, oh boy, oh boy, what a ball game. Uh, Friday night, Jamie, between those two teams.
2: Yeah, a lot of fun, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of fun. I thought you saw two uh, teams play really well, and you know, unfortunately fortunately for for Cooper, they had it just felt like one offensive possession where they got stopped, and because it was kind of back and forth in that mm-hmm. second half, and um, Friendship made some some plays down the stretch, but man, I I think uh, I think both teams really played well. I think both, uh, I mean. You know, I know Cooper loses the game, but, uh, you know, they're playing a 6A school there. But I'm sure they expected to win that game. Yeah. I expected mm-hmm. them to win that game. But I, I think y- what you saw was two teams that, you know, ha- that have a chance to be good this year. Mm-hmm. So really that, good, that, was right? a, that was a really good non-district matchup and mm-hmm. should make both those teams better. So um, good, really, really good high school football game with great atmosphere and all that good stuff. But. Uh, I'm sure the uh, the Coopers will come back strong because that, that's a that's a talented team and, um, and I'm sure friendship you mentioned it on Saturday and I agree I feel like they needed that game more than Cooper did and I'm not saying that there was more effort or anything like right. that I'm just saying that you know um, you know Jay Northcutt's been over their friendship for a little bit and he's got um, it feels like it's time for that program to take a step forward sure you know underneath him and um hopefully for, hopefully that'll that'll be the case that'll be a game that can kind of catapult them forward but then again they also beat Cooper last year yeah and an exciting game and didn't um, catapult as much as they, they didn't, wanted that's exactly right wanted, want to <laughs> yeah so um you know hopefully it's it's they can build off of that and i expect cooper to bounce back big time
1: it'd be nice to have a catapult in your backyard maybe <clears throat> just to See if you could catapult over the fence or to where to catapult into the alley, <clears throat> maybe cattle <laughs> catapult onto your roof. Just, you know, when you're putting up your Christmas lights, kind of as, as opposed to using a ladder. Okay. Because <laughs> into- you think a
3: catapult would be safer than uh, it a seems, ladder seems no, a little dangerous know. to me.
1: I mean, it just, it seems like that might be kind of fun.
3: I mean, I know that some of us have had an issue with a ladder in the past. Sure. Right. Um, right. and I almost had one on Saturday, but, okay. um, I really would rather use a catapult than a ladder. Mm-hmm. I mean, a ladder than a catapult. That's. Okay.
1: Just, I don't know that I'm going on. A I think it just might be giant kind of, limb. There might be. It just might be kind of fun. Um, Friendship and Monterey will play on Friday night. We'll have that game for you um, from the uh, Tigers' home place at six thirty, uh, broadcast of time, and then uh, kicks at seven. And as far as Lubbock Cooper, they're on the road this week. They'll play at Abilene Wiley. We'll have that game for you as well on 100.7 the score at 6:30, in and 100.7 the score mobile app plus uh, for the friendship game it'll also be on the double t three mobile app so look forward to uh to those two games on uh, friday night the week will happen quickly uh because it's tuesday um so there was no rest for the weary over at uh, the football training facility yesterday as they're uh, already moving forward uh getting ready for houston uh as i walked into the building yesterday i ran into one of the coaches and I, I said hi we exchanged pleasantries and i said you know when he said he was already he'd already moved on to houston i said yeah i said but it sure was fun saturday night <laughs> it's just, it was it was fun in the stands saturday night it's fun to see see folks it's fun to you know kind of see what uh, transpired the horse had an inauspicious start so i i don't know i don't know if fearless champion is <clears throat> kind of warming up or whatever and maybe Centennial Champion said, "Man, I I just do not like this name, so I am not going to run. I, I don't I don't know, but it was not a it was not a good debut for Centennial Champion." Well,
2: I didn't see Centennial Champion run out Well, he did not run.
1: He 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 kind of just he I, I galloped would even be a would not even be a word. He he kind of loped. He, when it came time for him to run, it was okay, he wanted to almost kind of tickle him from behind and say, "Let's go you know, but uh there was no there was no going he was uh i think he was a little spooked okay the sure. the handlers did a great job of handling him um but
2: so first time well. We'll see if he improves and you know, we're all well, allowed we, to get better. We
1: are allowed to get better. And, <laughs> and, uh, and for him, uh, anything would be an improvement. And I was like, man, if, if the game goes like this, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to lay it at his feet because it did not. It was, it was like, I was all excited waiting for it. And I know that coach McGuire, he's, he talked about, you know, seeing the horse run and watching the YouTube versions thousands and thousands of times. And, it wasn't, it wasn't quite what, uh, what YouTube, or what we had seen previously. So that was, that was a little disappointing. Uh, a couple of other injury notes for you that uh, Coach McGuire talked about yesterday. Uh, do expect Adrian Fry to play this week? It's good. Okay, uh, they do want him back uh, at punt return, <clears throat> but they do they do expect him to to play. They uh, described it as a, a thigh contusion on Saturday night and basically that's what it was and they just wanted to get it worked out so they feel like that he'll be back um cameron valdez will not play this week uh and with the way that your two running backs played sir Rodrick thompson and taj brooks both those guys um you're like well okay well do you you know but you need him you need cameron valdez you want to have him in there uh they said he said north carolina state maybe or texas okay and then uh, Cole Spencer, the offensive lineman who came to Texas Tech with Wes Kitley from Western Kentucky, mm-hmm. he is now out for the year. Uh, but he will have a medical red shirt and will be back next year. Um, apparently, I don't know if it's a combination of the knee and the lower back, but it sounds like a lower back injury is the bigger problem than the knee. He had knee surgery in the offseason and had been rehabbing that Um, but it sounds like the lower back is, is the bigger problem, at least at this juncture. So he's going to take, uh, it's going to take the year, get healthy and he'll be back, um, be back next year. So that's, um, that's a little disappointing, but
2: yeah, definitely.
1: But I mean, it, it, gives you, you know, it just adds to your depth for next year. So, I mean, that's, that's really how you have to look at it. Um, they were really... I say they. Coach McGuire was really pleased with how his center played, Dennis Wilburn. Um, he was. He said he was really physical, directed the line, uh, was real excited about that. They were especially pleased with how the defensive line played. Wanted to get your thoughts on that.
2: Yeah, I thought both the uh, lines, offense and defense, played well. I mm-hmm. was. I was happy there. I felt like uh, there wasn't a lot of running lanes. I felt like you put pressure on the quarterback. defensive side of things and then on the offensive side of things it just felt like your quarterbacks were never under pressure Mm -hmm. running backs had plenty of room to you know to to cut through and get into the second level in a hurry so I I was impressed I thought both lines did well Uh, I think the one thing that stood out as a negative was the the defensive backfield not the defensive line
1: yeah no and they they talked quite a bit about that not only yesterday but after the game and One, one thing they talked about was eye discipline uh, with the defensive backs and not keeping their um, eyes where they wanted them to be and kind of losing you know the, the receiver coming downfield. And then the other thing they talked about was at times not being able to, to contain the quarterback uh, from a defensive line standpoint. And so as a result, especially the first half before the kid got hurt, I mean, that kid could really throw it Um, of him getting loose and not being able to leverage him in between the tackles so that he's kind of running back there and has has more than enough time to throw. And so as a result of that, the receivers downfield getting open. So they assessed a lot of the problem on the defensive backs, but then directed some of that from a defensive line standpoint that some of what took place was because of what they weren't able to do up front. But mm-hmm. but certainly certainly that was a glaring concern that we that we all saw um, Saturday night. All right, your thoughts, your comments, we'll get to some of them this morning on the eighth flooring center chat line. Go to the double T ninety seven three mobile app. It's presented by Happy State Bank. What'd you see? What'd you observe? What'd you like? Uh what didn't you like if you want to uh, share that?
0: Big plays and even bigger laps. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T ninety seven three.
1: Time for this day in sports history. Today is the 7th of September, 2022. Here is Jeff McGuire with this day in. No, it's the 6th. Sorry. I lost today.
3: I was about to be worried because I wrote one for the 6th. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
1: it is September the 6th. You're correct, sir. Go ahead.
3: 1905 Chicago White Sox pitcher Frank Smith. No hits the Detroit Tigers 15 to nothing. Final score. Call that a dominant win, folks. 1946 All American Football Conference begins regular season play as the Cleveland Browns beat the Miami Seahawks 44 to nothing before 60,135 at Cleveland's Municipal Stadium. I know we do uh, inflation with money, but should we also consider inflation with crowd size too? Because <laughs> I don't know what 60,000 fans would be like in 1946 compared to now, but that still seems like a, giant.
1: a lot. Yeah, that seems giant, right? Yeah, right.
3: 1960, American Otis Davis runs a world record 44.9 to win the gold medal in the 400-meter at the Rome Olympics. German Karl Kaufmann records the exact same time, but is ruled second via a photo finish.
1: A photo finish. Love a photo finish.
3: 1975, Czechoslovakia tennis star Martina Navratilova asks for U.S. political asylum in mm. New York City... During the U.S. Open. 1977, Angels acquired Dave Kingman from the Padres for cash. Nine days later, the Yankees would buy Kingman, uh, who started with the Mets. Kingman would play in all four divisions in 1977.
1: (laughs) Wow. I don't know that he made that big of an impact for the, let's see. So this was after September 1, so he would not have been eligible for postseason play back then. Yeah, no, that's fair. Because the Yankees won that World Mm -hmm. Series. That was their first in quite some time since the 60s. And in
3: 1995.
0: What began on May 30th, 1982, and continues
2: September 6th, 1995. This game with the Angels trailing is now in the books.
0: And let it be said that number eight, Cal Ripken Jr. has reached the unreachable star.
3: Two thousand one hundred and thirty-one consecutive games. He would go on to play a few more.
1: Was that Chris Berman? That was Chris Berman. Twenty-one thirty-one because he did that game from. I thought that game was at. That game was in Camden Yards, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah.
2: So he was calling it for ESPN. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: He did some games.
2: Yeah, that's crazy.
3: Um and that originally that series was going to be on the road and both teams agreed to flip the two game the 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 two series from uh mm. one earlier in the year to that one so that they
1: could break that one at home. Okay.
2: Well, that's cool. I didn't know that. It is National
3: Coffee Ice Cream Day.
1: Jamoka almond fudge, right? The Jamoka? or just any coffee any, ice any cream flavor? Coffee. I like I always like the little coffee ice cream shake from the 31 flavors.
2: Okay.
3: Happy birthday to John Wall, who turns 31. Michael Winslow, the man of a thousand voices, is 64. Jane Curtin is 75. Jane Curtin. Jeff Foxworthy, 64. And Mitch Moreland is 37 today.
2: Boy, I haven't heard that name in a while.
3: And on this day in 1522, Mm. one of Ferdinand Magellan's five ships victorian arrives and in Spain thus completing the first circumnavigation of the world that is this Stan Sports history
1: all right that's this stands Sports history 649 this morning here on the morning drive Aaron judge is tracking to make history Jamie quote on pace now to break Roger Maris's American league record and Yankee team record of 61. He hit number 54 on uh, Monday afternoon. His third in as many games. So he leads uh, with 54. Kyle Schwarber is next at 36. Then Austin Riley with the Braves at 35. Mookie Betts is fifth on the list with 33. And Paul Goldschmidt with the Cardinals is at 34. So
2: Pretty crazy, the gap between him and... Central I know, right, right, right,
1: right right Mm -hmm. so his his 54 through 135 puts him on a pace to hit 65. so he's he's got a shot Mm -hmm. at uh breaking maris's 61 with the 61 yankees and this is the american league record not the major league record right correct and it would obviously be also the yankee team record okay
2: did you see the stat they just threw up there on sports center a minute ago since the all-star break that He's got a. He's hit twenty-one home runs. The rest of the team has hit thirty-two. The entire team.
1: <clears throat> it's a. Uh...
2: Yesterday, Marwin Gonzalez, uh, homered, two-run shot, drove in Judge, who had doubled before him.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It was the first time since, and I know it was only the fifth yesterday, whatever, but it was the first time since August thirtieth that somebody besides Judge had driven in a run. Wow talk about i mean a team that cannot score unless one guy does it for you rely on one guy
1: and what's what's crazy is in run differential they're second in the major leagues but
2: i mean but look at the last the worst record in the american league in like the last month and a half yeah okay i mean that's all about them crushing and setting all these records Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the year It means nothing now. It's what are you doing now? Right. You are terrible. You're the worst team in the American League over the last 50 games.
1: They lead Tampa Bay by five, Toronto by five and a half, uh, with an 81 and 54 record. So they are behind Houston, and for the best record in uh, the American League, the Astros are 87 and 48. They lead Seattle by 11, Angels by 28, Rangers by 28 and a half. The the Mets, I mean, I mean they're okay, but I mean they're six and four in their last ten. They've lost their last couple, uh, but they they lead by one over Atlanta. So they, I mean they've got a, they've got a real dogfight going on there in the National League East. Um, obviously with just one team, and then St Louis leads the Central by seven and a half, and the Dodgers lead the Padres by nineteen. Oh. I mean and their run differential is two ninety one, the Dodgers compared to the yankees which is 189 so almost 100 runs better uh, than the yankees and the dodgers are still playing pretty good baseball although they're five and five in their last 10 um i i gotta be honest with all the college football getting ready for the college football then the college football that that we've seen i mean and so far i mean and there have been a lot of great games um you can go back to last thursday night both those games to you know even sunday night you know with the florida state lsu game and the way that that game ended um i kind of I looked up yesterday and the rangers had lost eight straight going into their game with houston they lost last night one nothing so they're now losers of their last nine
2: yeah they have definitely struggled of late
1: um doesn't doesn't speak well for the interim manager i mean not that not that it's all his fault, because it's certainly not his fault. But if you're trying to figure out a way that, hey, I'm really motivating the guys. Yeah. <laughs> if
2: If you thought he was going to win the job over yeah. their performance, yeah, yeah. he's not going to do that. He's yeah. not going
1: to. He's not going to yeah. be able. Not going to be able to do that. Yeah. Um. But man, I, I got to tell you, some of these some of these college football endings. Uh, man, it's uh, for week one, uh, coming out of the coming out of the old block, so to speak. There have been some pretty spectacular ball games and some performances. Uh, That that LSU ending uh, with Florida State, though, Sunday night, where you you have a muffed kickoff, and then you have a fumble at basically the one-yard line when Florida State's going in just to kind of tack it on and go, okay, this game's over. We're going to run it out here. We're going to score. And then LSU drives the length of the field, scores on the last play of the game, and then has the ensuing extra point blocked. that, But, Jamie, that blocked extra point, it almost...
2: Still almost went in.
1: Yeah, it hit the crossbar. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, it wasn't the kid's fault, the kicker. It was the offensive line was leaky on the left side. They'd had another extra point blocked as well. So they got uh, they got a little work to do on their uh, protection for their kicker. That was his first game kicking. So Yeah,
2: like you said, not not on him.
1: Not on him, though.
0: Recapping yesterday while looking ahead to today's sports day. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. (laughs) Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right, what you got?
2: All right, my question for you today is a Mm -hmm. two-parter. What is your number one positive takeaway from Saturday? What is your number one negative This will be, I think, a bigger challenge for you. Take away from Saturday.
1: (laughs) Okay. Um, I I think the, the positive for me was just the crispness of the offense. Okay? It just seemed to flow. And again, I know you're playing Murray State, but the last couple of years when we've seen struggles against Stephen F. Austin, struggles against Houston Baptist, struggles against fill-in-the-blank team, Sam Houston State, going back to the Kingsbury years, I felt like the, the and the pace of it, I really enjoyed the, the quick. I mean, the, to the point where there was like some, a couple of ones like, hey, slow down, I'd like to see the replay, because they couldn't show the replay, because it was so fast, mm-hmm. so I just felt like the, 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 the crispness of the pace, especially in the first half, uh, stood out to me. Um, I guess the thing that disappointed me the most is what's is, is kind of Captain Obvious stuff was, man, I, I really thought the defensive backs were going to play better than what they did. Now, they talked about the eye discipline, which I've never heard. I mean, look, I, I didn't play high school football, so I can't sit here and tell you that, you know, I'm very familiar with extremely everything that, that comes out of every coach's mouth. I, I think I'm, I think I'm pretty astute on some things. But I'd never heard, I'd never heard I discipline as a reason for um, giving up long passes, okay? Um, and, and Well,
2: hey, Chuck, let, let me help you out here. You can use this on your Lady Raider broadcast too. Okay. Because if you see a player, let's say, say the point guard's got the ball at the top mm-hmm. of the key, right,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and you see a player kind of over playing out on the wing, the her defense, the who she's guarding, mm-hmm and the point guard ball fakes and they jump for the ball fake and then the player goes back door that's ball that's bad eye discipline okay
1: i'm going to bring that up
2: okay so you can use that
1: I, mean, I am during a lady raider broadcast and you'll sound really really smart see we're inside the finkner window now so he's going to be he's going to be alert to that so uh-huh. if i say <coughs> mark she was not using good eye discipline there yeah yeah, yeah she went for the <laughs> yeah, ball fake she,
2: instead of watching her man yeah. watching who she was guarding
1: i just had never heard that he said he they talked about how they lost eyes Took longer to react, um, and they were and and Coach DeRooter talked about that as well. Both of them talked about eye discipline. So they also talked about leveraging the quarterback. And finally, I'd heard it so much, I'm like, I can't be the only one in here that really doesn't understand what you're saying. So I asked them to clarify the leveraging of the quarterback. Could you explain that to me? And he did, and he was very nice about it, which is what I like about this group. Okay, uh, is that you know, not that. Not that I'm always gonna be the one that maybe asks the stupid question or seems to be the the one that's maybe the not as astute, but I'm not afraid to ask the question that I think is like on everybody else's mind, but nobody wants to ask because they don't wanna look not smart. So I'm I'm usually the one that's willing to ask that question, even in like everyday life. Like, I don't understand that. Could you explain that? And then somebody was like, oh, I'm so glad you asked that question because I didn't understand it either. But you do
2: run the risk. <laughs> That everybody else does know the answer and sure. you don't. Right. No, it I might don't. happen. Right,
1: it might happen. It might happen. So those are the two things, Jeff. You're just hoping not very often. I
3: loved the aggressiveness that you saw on offense. And some of that was with tempo, and some of that was with the play calling. And there have been times you have been very back on your heels with offense in a lot of different directions because you, a lot of that has to do with the opponent, but you kept attacking. That It's been a while since I felt like that you know, from an offensive scheme that you were just attacking like you were on Saturday. The concern, and I know this isn't as big of a deal as they could be because it's something we should expect, but you've lost another quarterback. At some point, this black cloud over the quarterback room needs to go away. Injuries in the quarterback room are driving me nuts. I'd like to see a quarterback start all 12 games and, you know, play. That'd be fun for me for a while. And we got another season where you've got a quarterback that won't do that.
2: Okay, number one for me is, I mean, I've asked for this for a while, is just to be able to show up at the stadium and feel like confident your guys are going to show up too. And I think Coach McGuire and staff did a great job. A team looked ready to play, ready Mm -hmm. to go. I know you gave up a first down on your first drive, but then you forced a punt, and then you immediately made it look easy coming down the field and scoring. Um, you then force another quick punt, and you immediately come down the field and score again. And it was like, okay, they showed up; they were ready to play. Okay. And there was no question; there was no doubt. Mm-hmm. Is, is this team fired up about playing this game? Does this team overlook Murray State? There was no question. That was not the case. Mm-hmm. That they didn't look overlook overlook them. And there was no question; they they showed up ready to play. And that made me extremely happy because I, I just in the you know last six or eight years, it just you haven't you couldn't tell you didn't yeah. know.
1: There were times, right? Okay,
2: and so I don't want to get over the top on that because it's just one game, but sure. okay. But that's that was one thing that I took away, and and I'll go with. I don't know that there's a black cloud hanging over the quarterback position mm-hmm. because I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I immediately went, okay, well we got another good one, all right. Right. But I do feel like depth is now. You're a little bit nervous about depth, or at yeah. least I am. Okay, sure. because again, you're just one play away from now it being the next guy and what i saw on saturday was one a and one b are pretty good Mm -hmm. and 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 the third guy is i mean talented but not quite ready and Mm -hmm. so that that scared me a little bit now if he gets more reps and more in practice and uh they spend more time with him could he be ready possibly could i i don't i don't know that's hard to gauge but i do worry about the quarterback back depth but I, I I'm sorry, I, I don't feel like when when we found out he was injured, it didn't feel like okay, our season is shot here. I felt like okay, Donovan looks like he's very right. capable as well. Yeah. Okay, and we saw that last year and we saw that with what we saw in that game the other night. So um but I do worry about the quarterback depth.
1: Okay. At this point now. No, no yeah. sure. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's fair. All right, so if you have a thought, um let's see. 5973. that's the benchmark hotline or the yates flooring center chat line go to double t973.com for that or the mobile app it's presented by happy state bank uh coach mcguire was uh pretty pumped about the raider walk he said it was huge for our players good could feel the excitement it was definitely loud. It was definitely loud, mm-hmm. and they're going to squeeze it in a little more, uh, so that uh, more people can uh, be involved, and uh, the players can uh, feed off the energy even more. Okay. hmm So, so that's uh, that's cool. I saw a number of uh, Morning Drive listeners and folks uh, inside the stadium. Of course, that's I should right. It'd be concerning if I didn't. And then uh oh,
2: our, our people are on the scene chuck
1: our people are on the scene and then
2: absolutely
1: and then uh sunday morning i ran into raider's dad and raider's family his mom and dad and his other brother uh at the donut shop so that was that was cool
3: i That's ran awesome. into a morning drive listener this weekend yeah specifically sunday morning when i took into the dog park oh yeah i was wearing double t t shirt because you know it was sunday morning didn't feel like getting dressed up um Walking around out there and someone says, hey, do you work for the station? I do. Are you Jamie Lint? I'm not. <laughs> he doesn't need that curse on him in any way, shape, or form. But he, he said he enjoys listening to us every morning. So oh, that's nice. That was a first running into a morning drive listener at the dog
1: park. That was kind of cool. Was that a first of you being confused for Jamie as well?
3: No. Um, <laughs> I've been.
1: You ever been accused of being Jeff accused or I have, f- confused uh, with being Jeff? I have
2: not. <laughs> I have not. Well, it was I more that... I mean, we met a morning drive listener on Saturday. they was very angry with me because uh, I wanted Tyler Shuck as the starting quarterback yeah. and you and I both had to let her know actually I was in the Donovan camp. Yeah. Both of us were.
1: Right, right.
2: She was not happy with me about she that. Was, she she was told not- me to stick to baseball. <laughs>
1: And you're like, ma'am, I would, but they're not playing right now. <laughs> they're
2: <even> off. <laughs> they require me to talk about the other sports too.
1: Yeah, they 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 do do that. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that's good. That's good. So see, we're here, there, and everywhere. Uh, It's hard to be mad or scared about Smith after that line he put up Saturday. Cannot be mad at it at all, that from the 8th Flooring Center telling. I'm
2: just where Jeff is, and it feels like every quarterback that we have gets hurt, and so uh, Mm -hmm. I'm a little bit nervous about him getting hurt next and not having the depth. Right. And now you see why Coach McGuire works so hard to make sure that you have all three of them.
1: Sure.
0: Recapping yesterday while looking ahead to today's sports day. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Time
1: for the boom, boom, boom. Here is Jamie Linton.
2: All right, the Lady Raider basketball team has finalized the program's 2022-23 non-conference schedule. Lady Raiders open the season with an open exhibition against D2Fo Midwestern State on November the 1st at the USA before the home opener arrives on November the 7th against AM Corpus
1: Christi. It's like, what, 60 days from now. It's like crazy. Uh, 60, yeah, yeah, yeah 61, because tomorrow's the 7th.
2: No, okay. Yeah, I thought you meant November the 1st. But yeah, November the 7th. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. fair.
1: Uh, I saw this, and it just kind of made... it. It's, you, you always have to wonder about the context of these things. But anyway, Margaret Court, who Serena Williams was chasing uh, for Grand Slam singles title... She has 24, uh, Williams has 23. Williams now out of the U.S. Open with her play this weekend. Uh, she did not advance. Uh, she basically says that she has always given um, Serena a lot of credit, but she doesn't feel like that she's... Uh, she goes, I, I've admired Serena as a player, but I don't think she has ever admired me.
2: Yeah, I, I think Margaret Court would have been better off not talking on this subject. Yeah, I, I don't have any idea if Serena has given her credit or not given her credit. Um, I, I, I really have no idea. But Margaret Court just comes off a little bit rough in this, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, no, she does. And she yep. talked about how she had two babies and won singles titles after she had a baby, and Serena hasn't. And then the other thing that and i did not know this until i read this article about margaret court 11 of her 24 singles titles grand slam singles titles came at the australian open okay and Billie jean king back in the day questioned the level of competition the apparently, court that court faced apparently
2: and it, some of the best players wouldn't go to australia yeah
1: and there's a you know it's travel then was harder and all those kinds of things but it just seems like
2: okay. in every era there it, are, are yes positives Check. and negatives yes. that make yes. it it's just hard to compare right it's just i don't know it i i didn't think it was a good look for margaret court you no. also know that i don't love the personality that is serena williams right no i, I know it's hard, Serena's it's hard basically
1: a, i backed you into a corner now yeah.
2: <laughs> i think serena is a, a amazing amazing talent and mm-hmm. the greatest women's tennis player in the, in the history of the sport but i also think that she's very much into Serena. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so it, uh, I, I just think Margaret Court looked kind of bad. Yeah, I, 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 agree. Just, I agree. I agree. I mean,
1: I, I agree. Margaret both, Court's before my time. I don't remember her yeah, playing. I
2: mean, you're both great, great sure. players, right?
1: Clearly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Clearly. So. Why be and chipping? And
2: Serena's probably being the bigger person by not commenting on her so comments far. at this point.
1: So far, right?
2: Yeah. Well, okay. Well, hopefully somebody's Getting to Serena just, and saying, just, just, just let it go.
1: Back away just from this. It, it's not worth go. it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But I have no idea whether Serena thinks highly of her or not.
1: Admire clearly.
2: Her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, clearly, Serena stuck around just to try to break the record. Mm-hmm. I mean, she hasn't played really good tennis and, I mean, really, besides that second round match. She hasn't played really good tennis in, in a while. Mm-hmm. You know, She hasn't been a contender to win major championships in a while. Yeah. Okay. She was trying, and I'm not blaming her for that. She was trying to break that record. Sure. I get it. Yeah, yeah. no, no question. I mean, I mean, I get it, but she still, whether she breaks it or not, is going to always be considered the greatest women's tennis player ever.
1: She got really close.
2: Yeah. Yeah, different era, different time. Mm-hmm. All right, Texas Tech women's golf program has debuted at number 24 in the first coaches poll. Coming off the program's 21st NCAA regional appearance, 11th and 13 seasons under head coach JoJo Robertson, Red Raiders opened their season this past weekend at the Carmel Cup. I I know,
1: <laughs> I know that you'll be just fascinated with this story, but uh, I just I just can't let it slip. So Joe Buck goes to ESPN to be the broadcaster for Monday Night Football, right? <clears throat> Leaves Fox. Okay. Okay. So he had time left on his deal with Fox he had a year left but he wanted to meet up with Troy Aikman at ESPN so Fox lets him out of the contract and they did get some compensation back from ESPN Uh, ESPN allowed Fox to select one game before them uh, that Fox wanted to air this college football season and the game that they selected was Penn State Purdue so that's why that game was on Fox and not on ESPN last week. Okay. Okay. So there you go. So thank you very much for that. It was a good game. It was a good game. Yeah, they picked a good one. They did pick a good and one. And also right? right
2: there at the beginning of the season. Plenty of excitement. Sure, sure. Right? right.
1: All those things. All right, Hunter Brown
2: dazzled in his Major League debut, scattering three hits across six impressive innings. Astros beat the Rangers yesterday 1-0. to, zero, to zero handing the Rangers their ninth straight defeat.
1: Okay, so told you a week or so ago about the Cooper buses breaking down on the way to their game in Dumas for game one and the Abernathy School District stepping in, right? Yeah, they did a great job. Awesome, awesome (laughs) for that. How about this for the Utah football team that um, got stuck in Gainesville, Florida on Sunday morning. Uh, The game against Florida ran late. Florida won the game upset utah but the utah plane was grounded due to mechanical issues and so as a result the uh, florida folks went o- out of their way to get uh the utah guys uh buses and hotel and meals uh after that long disappointing day <laughs> university of florida people did. yeah university of florida people did Yeah, uh, but they credited the uh, ad and his administration team for Administrative team for providing critical assistance. We have They provided a hotel partner, buses, and meals. And we expect to charter home later today. That's what their um, AD, the Utah AD, wrote. Uh, but Utah lost 29-26. Uh, Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson rushed for 106 and 3 touchdowns, including the decisive score on just 11 totes.
2: Yeah, big pick late in that game.
1: Yeah, so... And I guess you know, if you wanted to be cynical, well, it's easy to be nice when you've just won. But you know, I think they probably would have. I think they probably would have been nice, because you, you know, you kind of need. Sometimes you need friends on the road, right?
2: We'll never know if they'd have been nice or not. I do agree that it is easier to be nice after you've won. I 100% agree with that. And if you, if you disagree, and I'm sure there are people out there that do, you're a better person than I am. Yeah. Because I will tell you, I will, I will be much nicer after my yeah. team wins.
1: Yeah. Uh, Raiders dad says this off the Yates Flooring Center chat line. We had, we went back and forth there at the donut shop. He said, I had two questions I didn't ask, Chuck. You seemed a little underdressed for church. Yeah, we didn't make it. Uh, second, did I hear you mention fish for breakfast? No, the boys uh, were captivated by the fish uh, at the donut shop. That's part of our routine when we go to the donut shop. They got to go talk to the fish okay the youngest one I've, I've i think i've got him trained now to not bang on the tank to get the fish's attention okay i think he i think he somewhat understands that now
2: yeah i think that's um the fish don't like the that.
1: fish do not like that no. uh-huh. <laughs>
2: yeah. but you can do that here in our studio <laughs> you
1: can you can bang on us yeah, bang so, on the glass all, yeah. all you want uh this from the Eighth flying center chat line very concerned about our new horse he seems very scared yeah he did
2: yeah, I missed the whole horse thing. Yeah, he, I do. Uh, I do. I did not miss the fact that so many people are upset about his new name.
1: Yeah. Uh, stat of the night, apparently from the press box, um, Jamie, our very own Clint Scott, and he corrected me on the Double T ninety seven three Coors Light post game show at the Overton Saturday night. I said three bomb pops. He corrected me to four bomb. Four. Po- four bomb pops. Four. And then. He, I shared, we shared some pizza with him that uh, the lucky lady had purchased. So he had uh, four bomb pops. Four seems a bit over the top, doesn't it? (laughs) Was he goaded into these four? No, he just kept going back for more. Kept going. He saw like a full cooler there.
2: Hey, um, I don't know if you noticed, but the second half was a little rough.
1: It was a little rough, right?
2: Clint, along with anybody else, was just trying to keep themselves occupied. (laughs) I'm glad Red Raider football is here. I'm glad we blew him out, but it made for a little bit of a snoozer in the second half. No, I agree, so I, I agree. There may have been some shenanigans.
1: In the press box.
2: <laughs> in our area. Okay. Everybody okay. else was super,
1: uh, super professional. Journalistically, You know, but writing down plays, you know, all those kinds of things. Our
2: group, maybe not so much. <laughs>
1: i've come to expect that okay you guys weren't we're not
2: as serious as you got just down there taking notes on napkins and the, on the east side
1: okay no <laughs> no i had it all i had it all upstairs oh on, good. good on saturday night all right
0: getting you up and getting your sports day started this is the morning drive podcast from double t 97.3
1: with jamie lent and jeff mcguire i'm chuck hines come to you this morning from the first united bank double t 97.3 studio thoughts comments yates flooring center chat line go to double t973.com for that of the mobile app benchmark hotline is open to 806-771-5973 if you have something to share from over the weekend some kind of uh, outstanding familial or a personal uh, highlight that you want to share or, or a low light i mean if there was something that <clears throat> you know was bad or something you know, your wife ran off with a plumber, and you want to complain. You know, we're we're your shoulder, you know, to uh, cry on if that's, uh, if that's or the. Or maybe case you for just you. want
3: to warn the plumber. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now that was funny. <laughs> now that was funny. Uh, I'm just saying, man, help a man. We can do
2: those
3: kind right, of things. Right, right, yeah, right.
1: Hey, good luck to you, <laughs> or or sorry about you, right? <laughs> could could be could be a little bit of that sure. as well we'll have the high school fan zone tonight at seven on 100.7 the score coaches from monterey and lubbock high um, neither of whom will be uh, probably in extremely great moods because they both teams both lost last week but maybe they've already shoved off and moved on and uh, getting ready for this week uh, tomorrow friendship and uh, lubbock cooper coaches uh, will be on for you on the high school fan zone rangers and the astros tonight we'll pick it up at eight after the fan zone on one hundred point seven, the score, and you'll hear the complete broadcast, Ranger style, Ranger style. It kind of all of a sudden had that song in my head. You know that was really big back in the day. oh uh, King, uh, Kingman style, or what, what? How did it go? Gangnam, Gangnam, gang, Gangnam, style. Gangnam style. Yeah, all of a sudden had that in my head. Uh, Six thirty for the Astros and the Rangers tonight from the juice box. Play by play at about seven ten this evening. Rangers have lost their last nine. Uh, we get this from the 8th Spoing Center chat line. Jamie, Texas Tech opens as a three point favorite against Houston. Hmm. That's the home field advantage right there. Basically, yep. home field gives you three points. Pretty much, yep. So they're saying it's a pretty much a toss up. Yeah, it's fair. Toss up. Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> Uh Shuck looked like he was making his reads quicker and had a quicker release than Smith but not by much where the stats were concerned. Well, I mean it's it's a moot point now with Tyler Shuck out. I mean, you're going to hear two games I I, I think I'd be sh- shocked if he was backed by Texas.
2: Yeah, I would be too. I think that would yeah.
1: I think you're I think you're bare minimum looking at 3. Okay. So that's Houston, that's NC State. That's Texas uh, bye week. <sighs> who, who really knows? I mean, these, and and at some point in time, do you go? Hey, this just may not be the career you thought it was going to be. Unfortunately for you.
2: At some point, you have to. You might have to do that. But I, I don't know that he's ready to go there just sure. yet.
0: No. I... Yeah.
2: I just I think it'll be interesting to see what what the team's doing mm-hmm. over the next three to six weeks or whatever because uh, I mean if if Donovan Smith played like Donovan Smith played last year, I just I, I I don't know that I think it's gonna be a tough decision for them to make a make a quarterback. How do you change. take him out? Is that yeah. yeah.
1: No, I think that's I think that's I think that's fair. Hey did so, when you think about, like, going back to last Friday when we we're sitting here, or even when we're, you know, at game day, blah, blah, blah. Were you surprised at how well they played on Saturday night? I mean, if you if I'd have, if I'd have said to you, and we had so many different conversations about it, but, I mean, if we'd have had the crystal ball, and we'd have said, okay, here's what's, here's what's going to take place... Here's how well you're going to look efficiently offensively. Coach Kitley talked about this. They didn't really have too many, you know, penalties. I mean, they had a couple that they took that were, you know, delay of games or whatnot to set up from a punting standpoint. They did have a couple of, you know, false starts. Uh, but by by and large, they were pretty mistake free.
2: I mean, you score a touchdown on what, your first nine possessions? Yeah. Before you punt. Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't see that coming. I mean, I I, I predicted Tech to win 41-13 or 41-17 or something um, something like that. So, clearly, I didn't think you'd be that efficient. 41-13 was what you predicted. Uh, Offensively. So, I I think I expected your defense to hold them somewhere around there.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh,
2: But it didn't think your offense would would click that quickly and be that good so, so they probably
1: played better than what you thought they yeah. were going to play mm-hmm. i mean i think that i think probably almost everybody would have to say that now they may not say that inside that facility they may say hey we felt this coming blah blah mm-hmm. blah but i think you know the casual fan that hasn't been to practice or you know has you know base knowledge of the team and then has this long-standing history that's in their head of like well you know typical tech you know, come on blah 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 you know mm-hmm. stumble the way they're Around the first game. Uh, uh, but anyway, I guess the, 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 the point is, I, th- I think they looked better than anybody thought they were going to look week one.
2: Yeah, but I also don't think that anybody's voting them into the top 25 no. over beating an FCS team.
1: I did look for you, because you, one of your big, bold predictions uh, was that, that Tech would be in the top 25. I did look to see if they were receiving votes in... Either the top twenty-five AP or the college, the coaches' poll. I'm guessing they did not. Did not. Yeah. Did not. But the
3: losses I needed to have happened in the top twenty-five, <laughs> happened, so. and it's fine. But you know what? Go bold or go home. And That's right. And it you.
2: was definitely bold. It was. It's
1: it definitely delusional. Def- way bolder, bolder
2: bold. than mine. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I think we'd have you checked if you were too bold. Maybe clearly not. <laughs> no, we'd we'd have you we'd have you checked. It's like, is that what have you done with Jamie Lynn? Where is he? Where did you kidnap him? Or
2: mine were kind of boring this week. No, no,
1: no not really. Okay, so what did you think of the college football playoff decision by the uh, board of managers, who basically said to the conference commissioners and Notre Dame athletic director Jack Swarbrick, "Hey." nimrods you guys can't get this done so we're going to take this away from you and we are going to have 12 teams in the college football playoff and you better get it too sweet in fact we'd like it to happen in 2024 i mean i think that was that's a pretty amazing statement on two different two different levels
2: yeah i'm, I'm a fan i i think expanding to 12 is what most college football fans would like yeah yeah, more teams is going to change the storylines a little bit. I think that's part of what we're all so bored of right now is watching the same three or four sure. teams every year in the sure. college football playoff and this will, it may end up with those same four at the end. Who knows? I don't, right. I don't know. But at least we're going to get to see some other teams in the playoff and uh, maybe there's an upset. Maybe there's not. I don't know. But uh, it gives us an opportunity to, to change things up a little bit and have more games that, that are super meaningful and that, to me will will make the playoff
1: more more watchable more compelling for the yeah. regular season and i got to tell you i mean usually the world of academe doesn't have a whole lot of common sense i mean usually world of academe extremely smart when it comes to the books but world of academe and usually in the common sense department lacks but and the sense of urgency i mean usually especially for these board of managers who are presidents of universities like how many times does it seem like you know you hire a president from another university or a new guy starts and it takes him like 15 months to get here? All right? Mm-hmm. And so it seems like their sense of like somebody lit a match.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: that's I'm I'm excited about it.
0: You've been listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T973. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to double T973.com.